Hey, Amber, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for being on our pod. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. This is cool. This uh, squad cast setup. It's awesome. Yeah, it's we did the first few episodes where we couldn't look at each other and Autumn and I never knew who was going to talk and it was awkward. To... See my little camera. I feel I have like a. I think that did something. I don't know. <laughs> From Brooklyn, New York, this is the Brooklyn Art Library podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Peterman. This week, along with my co-host Autumn, we interview Amber Vittoria. Just a reminder, if you want to find out more about Amber or any of the other artists that we interview, you can head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast. Well, how, where, where are you? Are you in New York or mm-hmm. have you escaped or? No, still here. We, uh, my husband and I drove out to LA in December and just like hunkered down there in the sun for like a month and a half and then came back and been here before and after, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun that's cool yeah. yeah do you want to start off by telling us how did you first discover the sketchbook project yeah how did i first discover the sketchbook project i want to say i think i think it was before the other art fair but my most solid memory is at the other art fair that like pop-up oh. like truck i think it was like a little within our bookmobile it, yeah bookmobile thank you and um I think that's where it was. Actually, it might be before. My friend Katerina bought me a sketchbook from the sketchbook project. And like, I guess like she gave it to me so much later than when she bought it. Because uh, when I submitted it in, it was like months later. <laughs> um, so that I think that came before the other art fair. But um, yeah, I think around then, a few years ago. Cool. And then did you get to see your book or did you visit the library at all after you submitted it? I visited the library um, to do a talk and then a workshop. So I think I was able to, I have two books, I think there since Um, I was able to visit it, but I mean, with the pandemic, that's also Mm -hmm. been a few years. (laughs) That's fair. Um, So I'm actually really curious to hear um, your personal experience when it comes to keeping a sketchbook. Do you use sketchbook when you kind of experiment um, with your style? Cause you have a very unique style. Yeah. Um, I've been using sketchbooks for a long time. I feel like I know some artists like to use like loose pieces of paper to just kind of experiment. Um, but I like to kind of keep everything in one place. So I do like to use a sketchbook and kind of depending on the year, sometimes I could go through several and like, it'd be like one a month. Um, and then sometimes I, I kind of slow down and it's only like two or three a year. Cool. So then what's that process like when you're keeping a sketchbook um, and then creating one of your pieces? Do you ever reference ideas that you've kind of incorporated while sketching out things? Uh, Usually uh, it's not as linear. I would say that uh, I'll just kind of draw ideas. Usually I'll bring my sketchbook when I travel. So this past year has uh, been a little slower than usual, uh, given I haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) Um, So just kind of like playing with different ideas and techniques, uh, but not in preparation for a final piece, just more of like, if I have an idea, I kind of jot it down or I kind of experiment and play. Um, And then I kind of keep that in the back of my mind when I do approach a final piece. So it's not as direct as like, oh, let me sketch out this idea that I have. It's more of like, um, I'm just going to play an experiment. And then if that does come up in a final painting, great. If not, that's fine too. Cool. 
Um, and then, so I'm also curious, because a lot of your work, um, it kind of explores, um, as you've said, like the nuances of womanhood. So do you mind kind of speaking about that and um, the different stories that you hope to convey through your work? Yeah, so um, my work is pretty abstract. I mean, I don't know if folks listening are gonna see this, but <laughs> behind me is a painting that I have. And um, the goal is to create figures and portraits of women that feel relatable. And even though they are so abstract and so colorful, I think it's the idea of the essence of a person that comes out within the portraits. Um, and then also paired with the titles of a lot of the pieces that I make, I feel like either speak to an experience that I've personally had as a woman or the women in my life or the women that I read about have had that um, even though very specific is relatable to so many people. Um, so that's kind of the line that my uh, work tries to walk, being abstract and colorful and inviting to everybody, but then also to speak to the specificity of uh, being a woman, specifically in America, because I'm American. So, <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm really curious about, I mean, I feel maybe before I met you, you were also blowing up, but I feel like you've really like blown up in the past few years and a lot of people like have been knowing your name and things like that and I think a lot of our community is so interested in like that you know life of like an artist like an actual paid artist um so I'm I'm curious if you want to just like tell your your story of like how you sort of got started like from the beginning and and how you got to where you are now yeah it was it's funny because like in my mind I'm just, you know, just doing the same thing that I've always done. It's just that now I can do it freelancing full-time instead of part-time. Um, so it's always fun when people are like, oh, I know your work. I'm like, thanks. Thank you. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really the internet. I mean, um, I'm pretty introverted. So it's I'm like, I'm going out there being like, here, here's my yeah. work. Um, but yeah, so I went to college for art. I went to Boston University's College of Fine Arts. I studied graphic design. Uh, and when I graduated, I knew by that point that I wanted to play with illustration. I chose design as a major just because I was 18 and I really wasn't too sure like what type of artist I wanted to be. And I feel like design um, encompasses different like types of mediums. You could play photography and typography and lettering and illustration and scanning and collage. And that can all kind of live within design. Uh, so that's what my 18 year old self thought, obviously going through design school and then graduating and then working as a designer full time, that changes a little bit. Um, but when I graduated, I was like, okay, now that I don't have to fulfill this major anymore, um, like I should start experimenting with illustrating because this is over the last three years, something that really, um, you know, piqued my interest. So I've moved home, which is like an hour and a half north of New York City, so not too far. Um, and I found a full-time job. It took about like six or seven months to find one. So I was just finding like odds and end jobs like on Craigslist for design and illustration. Um, and so I worked full-time as a designer and then an art director and then a designer again at three different places. Um, and that was about six, seven years uh, worth of time. Uh, but then nights and weekends, I would start to illustrate more and then as Instagram became more prevalent and uh, popular, I started to share that work online. And um, that's really where I uh, started to feel comfortable like putting out 
the work that was in my sketchbooks and the work that I kind of kept to myself. And then the beauty of the internet, and then also, you know, the ugliness of the internet, you know, it kind of, mm -hmm. people started finding it and sharing it, which is amazing. And then um, as time went on, just kind of learning how to share my work in a way that feels nuanced and relatable without physically uh, being able to speak to it in person. So, yeah. Uh, after six years, I quit uh, my full-time job, which is scary and exciting. Um, and I've been freelancing full-time for about three and a half years now. So, Cool. Yeah. Do you, I, I've been hearing this a lot lately from podcasts I've listened to and, and just like word around the artist community, but it, it feels like Instagram is, is the, is the place right now. Like it's having its, it's art moment where like, if you're not figuring out how to promote yourself on Instagram, then you're not really getting the jobs that you would want. Do you feel like that's the case for you or was that the case? I would say that was probably the case in my story, probably like two years ago. I feel like Instagram now, and I feel for artists that are either starting an Instagram account or just starting to kind of feel confident to share their work in general. Um, because the platform itself has changed a lot. So it, when I first started really pushing my work, it was chronological order for your feed. And now it's algorithm-based, and that algorithm changes, and um, Instagram users aren't really privy to that algorithm and how it works. And you know, given human bias built into algorithms, it makes it really difficult for people to just get their work to their friends, you know, now that mm -hmm. we're all home during the pandemic. Like, they can't even show people that they know physically uh, their work just because the algorithm kind of buries it. So I would say that um, Instagram, at least as of like the last year or so, has been a little bit more of a struggle just because now so many people use it and the algorithm is ever changing. So I think that it's tough because I would say that during the pandemic, especially where we can't do anything physical or in person, um, the internet is really where people will find your work and where you're engaging with people and, you know, having conversations. So it's tough because it is important, I guess, to have a presence. But now that I've been on all the freaking platforms, <laughs> I think that, you know, it's okay to pick as many or as little platforms as you need to get your work out there and support yourself without feeling overwhelmed if you're not on TikTok or you don't use Pinterest or you don't want to use an Instagram. Um, because especially Instagram, I feel like just kind of now is ripping off of every other platform mm -hmm. and making this one like conglomerate platform <laughs> and then asking users to use all of the functions. And like, you know, my practice, like I, I like keeping my process for myself when I paint, but now it's like you got to share everything and you got to videotape <laughs> yourself with your process. So it's like it's tough because it's that balance of how do you support yourself and get your work out there within the confines and rules of a platform without really knowing those rules, but then also keeping, you know, elements of your process to yourself because that's what brings you the most joy. So I would say that uh, Instagram, I think, is, uh, is growing more difficult and I hope that they kind of take um, a good reflection on the platform and how they've grown um, and kind of reevaluate what is actually important for people, which is, you know, for a lot of freelancers now that a lot of our workforce is freelance, um, you know, knowing that that platform is a big place where they rely on for uh, sales and getting projects, like you said. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a good point that if you're not going to 
like keep up with your Facebook page, mm-hmm. then there's really no point in like spreading yourself thin. You probably just look, you know, probably looks worse that you have like an incomplete Facebook page than if you just don't do it. Um, exactly. Yeah. The only reason why yeah. I have a Facebook page is because to run ads. So sometimes mm-hmm. I, I only run a couple of dollars worth of ads on Instagram. My husband's a in paid media. You'll probably hear him on the phone <laughs> in our bedroom. Um, but he kind of set that up for me. But you need a Facebook page tethered to your Instagram right. to run ads. So that's really the only reason why I have one. So I update it like once a month. I'm like, oh, hey. But like no one, you know, I have like, you know, everyone that follows my Facebook page are like my friends and family yeah so they they know it's, they're fine the uh, the <laughs> senior citizens in your life are following <laughs> exactly which will be me soon so you know yeah yeah we're all getting there um so do you uh yeah do you feel like what, what what's like sort of your first if you have like a slow period of freelancing or something and you really want to like inspire yourself get yourself motivated to sort of go out there like what's the first move you would make I mean other than like obvious like you might reach out to contacts but I think from like a creative standpoint maybe I'm curious how you would sort of get yourself motivated if you had like a slow period but you really want to create and get new stuff out there yeah um I would say that that's a great question because these last few weeks have been slower I would say the beginning of the year was pretty um wild in terms of workload just because uh vaccines were out and people were starting to get vaccinated so i feel like companies felt more safe to like spend money again and then uh, march is women's history month and i make work about women so companies have the light bulb of like oh woman women's month (laughs) and it's like february and they're like hey are you available to make work and for that goes live in two weeks and like did you forget that march is always women's history month <laughs> um but i'm yeah, gonna take it they did. you know i gotta you know you gotta pay rent gotta buy food so um so i would say like that was a big like i was doing a lot of work and then the come down of that because you know after march yeah you know, why would you hire a woman um <laughs> but no the natural like kind of come down period from that level of work uh it's tough because you go like, oh my goodness, I can operate this level and retire early and be great. And then, you know, inevitably <laughs> all those projects and, and then trying to do the balance working and doing your own outreach has been um, more of a struggle for me because like that kind of yo-yoing period does um, affect me mentally and emotionally, just, you know, having a lot of work and then not having a lot of work. Um, so usually what I try to do is periods that are slower, I try to make work for myself. Uh, I'll make paintings. I'll I'll try to sell ones on Instagram just because uh, Dave and I live in a really small apartment, so I can't keep all the work that I make. Um, so being able to sell that is really great. Um, so that's probably what I do to like keep myself motivated and inspired uh, while times are slower. So yeah. I'm curious about because um, you mentioned that it's kind of hard to find that balance of having work for you personally and then creating work um, since it is your full-time job. So how do you find that balance? How do you keep moments of your creativity to yourself for just joy versus creating it to make a living? Yeah. I think that the, I don't really have a boundary there, which is something that I should, you know, probably work on. I would say that I like to experiment and put out works that are very experimental um, just because that's what brings me the most joy. So right now I've been doing a lot of like abstracted spray painted flowers that kind of speak to the idea of, you know, growth and resilience and how that parallels uh, 
within the story of womanhood. So um, that's been bringing me a lot of joy just because it's much more abstract than even what I you know, do um, with my pulled painted figures and my digital work. Um, so, but that will eventually, I would say like in six months to a year, if companies start to see that, they're like, oh, we want that. So it kind of like is a, I have to, I tell myself to be okay with making work that um, I made like six months or a year ago, knowing that, that now that's kind of what is out there in the world online. So it's this balance of, you know, allowing the experimentation to be for myself and then, you know, to be able to fall back on that when it comes to corporate work down the line. Cool. And then for our participants, do you have any advice for them when it comes to maybe developing their own style or experimenting and then in turn sharing it? Because that can be a really scary thing. Definitely. I would say in regards to style, um, the number one thing I try to remind myself, and it's tough, is to not worry too much about it. I think that if you look at work in a chronological way from any artist, um, you'll see that their style does evolve and change as they do. Um, and I think that when we think of a style of an artist that's famous or notable, like if you think of Keith Haring, you could kind of picture what that looks like. I think that's just um, mainly curation, um, either mm -hmm. post when they've passed away or when they're still alive, it's very curated. And that's kind of what we um, attribute their style as. But if you look at his work chronologically, it has ebbs and flows and does change. Um, so I just remind myself of that. And I think that's great for artists to know, don't be afraid to try something if it's outside of the style that you have, because that might eventually kind of come into the like ecosystem that is what you consider your style. Um, and then for sharing work, that is really tough. I feel like every time that you experiment, you know, you put it out there and you're like, I love it. And people are like, what is this? <laughs> this, is, this, isn't, this isn't what you make. Um, so I think that when you do share your work, it just, you know, remind yourself that don't let other people and if it perform, performs well on, you know, online, on social media, or if it doesn't per perform well online, um, don't let that dictate if a work is successful or not. I feel like if it resonates with you and the story you're trying to tell, even if it looks different than your previous work, I think that is um, a good measure of success for yourself with a piece. Cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, with our couple of minutes we have here, I'm curious what you're working on now and um, if you have any exciting things that you can share with us about your art. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just did some spray painted flowers which are drying over there my computer wasn't plugged in it was, I was like it was dying as i was talking it's like oh my god where's my charger um uh i just actually this morning i sent over the agreement um to work with a, an art agency which is exciting they're Congrats. called things they're called villain global they're based in um brooklyn and speaking earlier to that balance of finding work and making work at the same time um i think i've gotten to a point where i'm like i think i could use some help so I'm excited to kind of go down that um, avenue and see what that looks like, um, having help, you know, reaching out and managing um, timings and things like that. What else? Um, I'm working on a few projects for some startups, which are fun. That will hopefully come out soon. And then I'm also um, working on a few ideas for illustrated books. So hopefully in the next five years, I, I know books <laughs> take a little bit of time to publish, I assume for my friends that have published books, but um, <laughs> Hopefully I'll be able to work on some of those and get those out in the world uh, in the next few years. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for chatting with us. This is so fun. Yeah, thanks yeah, this for is chatting awesome. with us. This is really cool, Squadcast, because I've only <laughs> done like audio only ones. Um, <laughs> so it's nice to be able to, you know, see you guys. Yeah, shout out to Squadcast. Maybe they'll sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, they should. They really should. This is great. And then I don't know if you can video record too, uh, but then people can watch it too. And like, it's good idea. Just listening to it, you kind of get a uh, two for one. Cool. Well, love talking to you. Hope we can chat again soon and, and all see each other in, in person. Yeah. yeah. Soon, okay. I hope. <laughs> Thank you both so right. much. Bye.